in today's show. We're looking at Saturday in the NBA, streaming options and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of all the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here's one of a platform that we're on, whatever it is you hear. YouTube, iTunes, does iTunes even exist anymore? It's not called Apple Podcasts, that's what it's called. Hey, check us out. We're talking about streaming here. That's one of the weirdest intros I've ever done to a show, so I apologize about that. We're looking at streaming for Saturday. Um, yes, we need to be having a bit of a longer view with things, but also a short view is important too, because you know, if you don't have the short view and get what you need in today, you might not be here for next week to actually play around with manipulating the schedule and all that sort of stuff. So having one eye you know, in both camps is the way to go. We're going to cover what we need to do in terms of categories and points leagues for Saturday's action. Warney, let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> let's start with points leagues. Let's start with some options for Saturday in Yahoo points leagues. These guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. The top two are absolute no-brainer dogs balls options. Davion Mitchell, Darren Fox is out again. Don't think he's playing again. Remember that. I don't think he's coming back. Mitchell will start, put up good numbers. And Ja Morant, his regular season is done, basically. So Tyus Jones, these are the two most obvious ads that you will find out there. Unbelievable value. Trey Lyles, last game wasn't that good for him. Dropped the minutes down a little bit. I still think that there is value in using him. And the same goes for Alexei Pokyashevsky, who's been getting close to 30 minutes every game for about the last week and a half. There can be some adjustments in that rotation. We've seen that with Isaiah Roby already in the last couple of weeks. But Poku's getting some good minutes and he's producing at a pretty good level. Goga Badadze, it's interesting. He's apparently is questionable every single game with foot soreness, but he's been playing. He's been starting. He's been playing high 20s in minutes and been putting up good numbers. Isaiah Jackson will be out again. Miles Turner will be out again. We don't know about Jalen Smith. I think there's a pretty good opportunity to get Goga in, but it is a risk because he is listed as questionable. Dante DiVincenzo. Yes, they are bringing him off the bench, but he's still playing 30 minutes at the moment. They're limiting Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday, which is great. And DiVincenzo is putting up some pretty strong numbers. So he becomes a good stream option for Saturday. Remember, if we are again looking forward to next week, the Kings, this is their last game for this week, but they do play four next week. Not the greatest four-game schedule with only one quality game. So remember that if you are adding a... Tr don't get... We'll talk about more about this in the week preview ne uh, tomorrow. But a four-game week, you get blinded by it, and it's great for Davion Mitchell. It's great for Damian Jones. But for Trey Lyles, Chemezi Metu, Dante DiVincenzo, those sort of guys, you literally might use them once 
You might use them on what day do they play. You might use them on Monday and then not again for the rest of the week, which is fine. You can add them for today, get Saturday, get Monday out of them, but they might not be useful for the rest of that week. Very big difference between a four-game Kings week and a four-game Bulls week where they play all on the off days. So just be aware of that. But as I said, Damian Jones, great ad. No Sabonis. So Jones should push into being a guy that you would start on all four of those days. Chris Dunn, pretty good point streamer. I don't know what they're going to do. Their rotation looks like it's going to be a mess all the way through. They've got a stinking schedule in terms of quality games as well. Four games, but only one good one. So that's an issue. But Dunn probably pushes a little bit above that. But again, we're talking about tomorrow. Some good value for Chrissy Dunn there. DeAnthony Melton without, um, without Jar. Now, Dylan Brooks is going to return, but without Jar, Melton's got some good value. And then Brissett. We know Jackson's out. Um, Goga might be out. Uh, there is value here for Brissett as a starter in a points league where his inefficiency doesn't kill you as much as it does in a category league. For ESPN points leagues, there's a lot of similar names here. Davion Mitchell, Tyus Jones, Trendon Watford's available in over 70% of leagues, as is Drew Eubanks in Portland. They should not be. They should be rostered absolutely in all of these formats. Um, Chris Dunn, another Blazers guy. Dylan Brooks is available in over 70% of ESPN points leagues. I know he has these issues in terms of being one of the most annoying players in the league, but that level of rostership is way too low. Darius Baisley is available in lots of spots. They have a four-game week, one quality game next week as well. But you get the Saturday action, then you get the um, four next week. Damo Jones and Trey Lyles, we spoke about them already. And then Alexei Pokyashevsky is another pretty good ESPN points league stream for tomorrow's games across the NBA. But I've got to tell you now about college basketball because it's that's what the time. The tournament is here. Is your school going well? Are we getting upsets? Are they going to run their way to the final four? BetOnline has everything you would need. The latest odds, contests, and player props. It's the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. It's also the best spot, BetOnline.net, for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. We have a look over at BetOnline.net. The Arkansas Duke game, sorry, Arkansas Duke game. Duke's three and a half point favorites. Let me say, actually, in my proper American accent, Duke. I don't know what, again, bet online. Sorry, I know this is part of your, your ad, but why, why is when there's a D-U in a word that Americans will just pronounce it the same as if it's D-double-O? Is there no difference in that sound to you guys? I know that it might sound weird to you we say Duke, but D-U-K-E or D-double-O-K sounds exactly the same in an American accent. So Duke is a three and a half point favorite over Arkansas. Duke's been playing pretty well, obviously. Duke has been playing pretty well. I think we'll take them at the three and a half point line. So it's not just basketball though. Better line has all sports, all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Better line is where the game starts. Let's go into category leagues. Let's look at the points category. Who are we streaming in to help us there? Let's start with some Kings players, Trey Lyles, Dante DiVincenzo, Damian Jones. All of these guys are readily available and they all have some a strong value. Again, it's the last game for the Kings this week, but they play Saturday, they sit Sunday, they play Monday. So if you are in a position where you think this ad might push you through, you do get the freebie on Monday here by this ad. They play four next week. Admittedly, the others are all on shit days, but there is some value in these Kings guys. Tyus Jones, another really strong ad. We know that this is his last game for the week also. 
But next week, the Grizzlies play a pretty rough schedule, just three games. They do play on the Monday, so you get the Saturday-Monday, but then the Wednesday-Friday, you get overloaded. But I reckon Jones would actually push into being startable on those days because of the absence of Ja Morant. Chemezi Metu, another Kings player you can add in for points. No Sabonis, no Fox. There's a lot of shots to go around. Justin Anderson. Malcolm Brogdon's off the injury report, but Duarte's still out. Isaiah Jackson's still out. Anderson, Anderson's got some value there, but it does drop off pretty significantly in the points category. Gary Bird in Houston. Uh, Gary, Garrison Matthews, that is. Joshy Richardson in San Antonio. KJ Martin in Houston. And then the Enigma, Isaiah Roby. His minutes are back up, but are they going to just pull the rug today and play him 12 minutes or something while they give Olivier Saar 30? Like, we saw this run of Roby. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 14. What? 14, 14, 14. Oh, and now 30, 30, 30. I know those numbers are made up, but it's basically the pattern that they went through. So I'm just sitting here waiting on the ledge, waiting for them to get dicked over completely by an Isaiah Robing random benching or low minute night. But still, there is value in looking at him as a streamer. It just could actually bite you in the ass in a really big way. Three-pointers. Some of the same names there. DiVincenzo, Gary Bird, Justin Holiday. Even though his minutes are down, he's going to take most of his shots from deep. So there's value in him. Jazzy Anderson. Paddy Connaughton's been on fire. Now, there is a chance that he comes out and shoots one of 10, considering how good he's been. There is a drop-off potential, but he's, a, he's a, uh, an option. Benny McLemore in Portland's playing well with Josh Hart and Justice Winslow, completely unknown in terms of their status. Grayson Allen, last game was really good without Middleton and Antetokounmpo. I don't know if we trust it when those guys play, but in terms of streaming for threes, then sure. Josh Richardson can hit some. Tyus Jones is a good option there, and Pat Mills. Now, he's been really poor of late. We know that, but it's still an opportunity for Millsy to play 20 minutes and hit three triples. Again, you can find so much volume for threes off the wire. It is the easiest to stream. The absolute easiest category to stream off the waiver wire is three-pointers. Rebounds. Damian Jones, Trey Lyles. Absolute yeah, big, big boys here. Double-digit rebound potential for both of those guys. Then it drops away. Boogie Cousins, great permanent rebounder, but the minutes will be low. So that does cap the upside somewhere there for Boog, but good value. Chemezi Metu. Is it going to be him or Lyles? I wouldn't try both of them. It's a bit of a coin flip as to who gets that role more. The big sneeze, Pressure Chua. Um, yeah, role is all over the shop. With him, with Boucher, with Birch, with all those players. And if Gary Trent comes back, it hurts all of those big guys. But Achua's still got value there. Mo Wagner, in limited minutes, has been playing really well, doing like a DeMarcus Cousins impression in Orlando. Justin Anderson, Dante DiVincenzo, good rebounders for wings. Uh, Nicky Claxton, double-digit rebound upside as well in Brooklyn with Lordridge out. And Jermichael Green can occasionally have some good rebound nights coming through in Denver. For the assist category, well, there's a few options that we love, and there's a, then after that, it gets really rough. Tyus Jones, we love it. It's a great one right across the board. He's a must-roster player. Michael Fultz, this is where he has only... The only value he really has is an assist streamer, and that extraordinarily high assist rate that he had to begin his comeback has cooled off somewhat. Dennis Schroeder, yep, he's getting inexplicable minutes, but... You can get five to seven assists out of him. Trey Jones, playing well at the moment, Trey. And Lonnie Walker's out again. So Jones might play 20 plus. He had, I think, eight rebounds and nine assists last game. That's pretty interesting. Then we get to DiVincenzo and Dragic, whose value is down because Kyrie's playing. Ayo Desunmu, not doing much, struggling a lot, but as an assist streamer, you can get some value out of that. And... The Bulls, again, have a, the best schedule next week. 
Now, he hasn't been good, but if you could use him four times for the week, is it better than using um, like a four-game week out of Hull Neto, where you might use him once? Like, yes, it's significantly better. Or a player from the Nuggets. Maybe it's the big stiffy, Bones Highland, who you might use once. He's on a per-game basis, you'll crush him. But four versus one, the volume wins. Roderick Hampton. Yes, he will probably start with Suggs out. I don't expect Suggs to return this year, but I don't know about that. Um, Mo Wagner. This is where it gets really rough. Mo Wagner and Jeff Doughton. Could they get you two assists? Jesus. You really... Imagine screaming in Jeff, streaming in Jeff Doughton to get uh, assists. Um, if, if you get the win, hey, good move. Otherwise, it's just embarrassing to say that you added Jeff Doughton. Sorry to Jeff and all of his family and friends. If you heard of NBA Top Shot, it's the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. It's the future of what the NBA fan looks like. It's part trading card, but instead of a static image on cardboard, you're talking about a little video clip of a highlight through this season or NBA history. It's like the stock market. Prices rise, prices fall, get in on buy lows, get in on sale highs. We know how to do this in fantasy basketball. We talk about it all the time. Look at players in slumps. Look at players investing for the future. That's what NFTs and what NBA Top Shot is all about. Investors right across the NBA world like Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. You've got players like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony and Harrison Barnes who invest in NBA Top Shot as well. And if you sign up for NBA Top Shot today, the best way to start yourself is by getting a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron or KD or a star rookie like Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley. Just nine bucks. If you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own efficiently, uh, sorry, officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. Bill Barr is the best tasting protein bar ever. I just had one this morning. Limited flavor. I think it might be done, but it was called Shamrock. Now, I don't know what a Shamrock tastes like, but I know that a Shamrock protein bar tastes bloody good. And that's what Built Bar is. It's a protein bar that's got that high protein, but it tastes great. It tastes like a candy bar, but I'm not overloading my body with excess calories. Like 130 calories in most of the bars, 17 grams of protein, low fat, low carbs, low sugars. It's great. It's just great if you're looking to work out, if you're looking to become ripped like me, the Incredible Hulk over here. That's what people call me, IH, all the time. Just because of all the built bars that I eat and how absolutely chiseled this physique is. So head to built.com. Of course, chiseled might have different definitions depending on where you live. Head to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order of built bars. Built bar is built different. Let's stream some steals in. Same names we're hearing. DiVincenzo, Tyus Jones, excellent steal streamers. But how about the big fella? Jose Alvarado. Now, Alvarado has that little trick where he hides in amongst the bench and then sneaks up and gets steals. And you've probably got a real chance of getting three steals out of this bloke. If Ingram plays, it probably hurts somewhat because I expect that that means Graham moves back to the bench and then the bench guard minutes are up for debate between him and Alvarado. But he might play 17 minutes and get two steals still. So he's a really good steals guy. And then it's very iffy for st streaming steals. Isaiah Roby, just through minutes. Josh Christopher, maybe. Chemezi Metu might get a steal. Gary Bird, Justin Anderson, Roderick Hampton, Josh Richardson. The only guy there who I think has got real bulk steals upside is Josh Richardson outside of the top three, DiVincenzo, Jones, and Alvarado. There might be other guys available. And people often say, hey, when you're talking about blocks, you didn't mention Chris Boucher. That's because he's rostered in like 88% of leagues. 
Or you didn't mention Royce O'Neal for steals. Yeah, because he's rostered in like 88% of leagues. And that's using our advanced metric to try and weed out dead leagues and only capture active and paid money leagues to get a better idea of where the competitive leagues are viewing these guys. If you want an idea of how every player projects at every point and how that marries into your league and who's available, that's what Basketball Monsters for. Where you load your league in and you can see who's available and who's projected to be the best in each category that's available and what moves you can make. I can't go through and go, well, in John's league over here, this guy's the best steal stream, but that player's taken in Pete's league, um, so you get someone else. And then in Sarah's league, you've got all those guys taken, so you've got to go a little bit further down the list. Impossible for me to do that. So I've got to create um, cutoffs as to where I'm talking about this in general competitive leagues or points leagues, sorry, category leagues are more competitive than points leagues. So I use our advanced metrics when talking about category leagues to give that um, 70% cutoff players, oh, sorry, 50% cutoff in players available in over 50% of competitive leagues we talk about here. But in points leagues, I use the Yahoo roster percentage metric of 50%. Anyone that's available in over 50% of leagues get mentioned in points leagues. And because ESPN is even less competitive, I've got to do the 30% marker to say who might be available in the majority of those formats. And that's how I've been doing it. So when you have those questions, generally the answer will be answered in that little you know, misleading ramble that I, not misleading, um, meandering ramble that I just had right then. Hasn't been a good day for me verbally today. All right, let's talk about blocks. A lot of guys that we like here. Actually, did I finish steals? I think I did. Yeah, I did. All right, rough day. Blocks, Damian Jones, best one out there. Nikki Claxton, three block upside. Greggy Brown, no Winslow, no Hart, maybe. We don't know if they're going to play. But Brown is getting high 20 minutes a lot of the time. Maybe two blocks. Trey Lyles, this work gets rough. After those first three, mate, Trey Lyles might block one shot every week, but that might be in this game. Justin Anderson. Isaiah Roby's a pretty good shot blocker. Alex Len, if he even plays, maybe he can help. Chemezi Metu's maybe a block guy. Zach Collins, maybe one block. Again, that's rough. And then it's Josh Primo, who is a good blocker for a guard, but your upside is maybe one block. Maybe. It's really tough to, to stream in the block category. Really tough. Field goal percentage. Some options here for us, for sure. Damian Jones, Nick Claxton, KJ Martin. The minutes frustrate me, but yeah, he's an option. Jeff Green, Isaiah Roby, Io Desunmu, really good field goal percentage guy, especially for a guard. Like an assist field goal percentage combo is very rare to find. Lamar Stevens, who's played really well the last two games. Javante Green, doesn't take many shots, but very high percentage. Alex Len, Thad Young, good field goal percentage guys. Free throw percentage. Shredder, Richardson, Jermichael Green, Jeff Green, Georgie Hill, Jeremy Lamb. Low volume, but they can still influence it a little bit. Brittany Forbes, Kobe White, whose value will be decreased because DeMar DeRozan's expected back. Garrison Matthews and Flaming Mo Wagner can help you in free throws. If you want to look at the back-to-backs for Saturday, Sunday, there are two teams that play the back-to-back. The Brooklyn Nets and the New Orleans Pelicans. They're your teams you're looking at. So whoever's available from those teams, Goran Dragic, Nick Claxton, maybe James Johnson, Bruce Brown, if for some reason he's available, Alvarado, Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham, if he's available. You go and stream those guys in, you get the two-for-one price, and that's great. But the difference here, if we're looking at what they do this weekend and what they do next week, it's night and day. The Pelicans have a terrible schedule. One of the worst schedules of the week next week. So the two-game back-to-back is great, but you literally, 
The players that you add, you probably won't use them at all next week. All three of their games are on high volume days. So if you add them for the back-to-back, they're going to be useless next week. Whereas the Nets players, they play all three of their games next week on low volume days. So you might add a Dragic or a Claxton and you can actually use them three times next week. Are they as good as an Alvarado or Jackson Hayes? No, they're not. But three games of something versus three games of nothing, I'll take the something. That's really, really important to note. The Nets have by far the best three-game schedule. It's not true. The Nets and the Jazz have great three-game schedules. Pelicans, Wolves, and and Suns, shocking. Any fringe guys from those teams, you might as well drop them as soon as Sunday's uh, done because you're not going to play them during next week. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and you probably won't use them. And that is really important to pay attention to. Use it as a tiebreaker when adding guys. It's very important. We want to look at injury statuses just quickly. For tomorrow, um, Devin Vassell is questionable. Brandon Ingram's been upgraded to questionable. Who else is out of those games? We know that um, Lonnie Walker's out. Romeo Langford's out. Darren Fox is out. Jalen Suggs is out. But Wendell Carter's back. He's off the injury report. Isaiah Jackson and Duarte are out. But Brogdon's off the injury report. Jalen Smith and Goga Badadze are questionable. Miles Turner's out. Dwayne Washington's questionable. Malachi Flynn's out. Gary Trent's questionable. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge is out. Jimmy Butler's probable. Tyler Hero's out. Gabe Vincent's out. Duncan Robinson's probable. Victor Oladipo's out. Drew Holiday is out for Milwaukee, but Chris Middleton's probable and Giannis is questionable. Dylan Brooks is likely to play. DeRozan's likely back. Russian Rondo's out. Shea Gildas-Alexander probably back, but we don't know for sure. Josh Hart out and Justice Winslow. Oh, they're out, they're out for today, sorry. We don't know about them for tomorrow. So that's where we stand moving forward. Guys, don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb us up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.